now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Welcome to the Charity Church Podcast. I'm Marty Payton here with Tom Dolinger. Tom, say hey to the people. What's up, people? I'm nice and Tommy today. Dude, you sound just like Tom Dolinger, and I'm sure I just sound just like Marty. Pretty close. Marty's got that sweet radio voice that I think neither of us have. Not even close. Yeah. So we'll just be who we are in actuality. My name's Grant. I'm the high school pastor. I'm here with Fisher, our amazing middle school pastor. Fisher, welcome. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here with you. Glad to be here. Yes. Well, there's a special uh, edition of the Charity Church podcast today where Fisher and I are going to be covering just this weekend. Fisher, what do we have this past weekend? Last weekend, we had Transformation Conference. If you were here in the second service, you definitely noticed something different. You had uh, not the normal band. Sean wasn't up there, but Journey. Yeah, I was going to say, Sean there. actually had hair this weekend. Yeah, that Sean was had Sean. hair. Yeah. Although a, I would take accurate. Sean's beard over Brett's. It was a little bit lacking. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I Sean's, agree. Got, Sean's got that grizzly beard right now. So make sure if you see him, you compliment that uh, about him because uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, Fisher, tell us a little bit more about Transformation Conference for the people listening that have just no earthly idea what Transformation Conference is. Yeah, Transformation Conference is our two-day student weekend conference. If you are a regular at Charity and have been for a while, then you would know it as our D-Now weekend. But this previous year, we've rebranded from D-Now into Transformation Conference. Uh, for yeah. lack of better terms, we rebranded because D-Now is kind of outdated yeah, that's like an invention of the 90s. Yeah, very popular in the 90s. and Which Fisher and I were also. Actually, I was an invention of the 90s. Were you? I was an invention of 2000. 2000, man. Okay, I'm a 1996 baby, so I like I like D-Nows needed to be just updated a little bit, you know? Definitely updated, and we updated it intentionally, not because of it's a 90s thing, but with culture and focusing on what students need to hear and uh we get the name transformation conference specifically from the mission of this weekend and that is to see students who are transformed or see students transformed by the truth of god's word so yeah. super intentional with who we were bringing in to speak who we were bringing in to lead worship yeah. uh, so that students hear the gospel clearly yeah so uh tell me fish like for the people i mean obviously i know but i think it'd right. be pertinent to share what what scripture what text are we drawing transformation conference uh, from right, it's Romans twelve two, and yes. Romans twelve yes. two talks about how we're not conformed to the pattern of the world, but right. we're transformed by the renewal of our mind. So, uh, the renewal of our mind being, we want to be really truth and doctrine forward. And why is that valuable in our culture today when it comes to students, or really just this generation that we see today? Right, it's super valuable to our culture in general and specifically the students because they're growing up in a truthless generation as we like to say because truth is anything anybody wants it to be yeah today. it's relative right yeah it's relative to whatever your truth you want is your truth my truth my truth exactly so we wanted to focus this conference this weekend on pointing to students to what is true and that is the gospel and god's word so that was the focus of this weekend and it definitely uh worked in my sense we saw god move in some incredible ways you want to talk about some of the ways we saw him move yeah there's some incredible wins that i'd love to share um so we had uh 10 churches take part in this weekend with us so d now used to be where it was just our church and our students um about three years ago um this is before fisher was even on staff with us decided to make it a little bit more regional it's in its impact so we had I think three churches back in 2020 before the pandemic and then opening back up these last few years, we've had just an incredible time with 
other churches partnering in this event with us. Um, we've tried to make it as less charity forward as possible. So it really does feel like a winter conference that you and your students are coming to. So our pastors that were a part of it this past weekend for our transformation network, uh, there was 10 of them. We just had an amazing time, great, great programming throughout the weekend uh, for Transformation Conference. Uh, like I said, about 10 churches took part in this, probably close to 400 people total. So I think we're really seeing as a church, this conference really be honestly going more towards being this very regional event that we're hoping in the coming years, we'll see 15, 20, 25, maybe even 30 churches take part in this event with us. So that was one win. Um, another one, we got to talk about just the fruit of um, seeing new believers come to faith in Jesus Christ, which is awesome. I hope if you're listening to this right now that you're secretly applauding in your heart um, because that is just why we exist, right? Um, we want to see students transform and the greatest way they see transformation is through uh, receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, and Fish, would you want to just maybe talk to them about Will Snipes and kind of how, what he brought this past weekend, the kind of the flow of the sessions and why uh, as we're talking about transformation, his flow over the weekend of what he was preaching and teaching on was so valuable for us. Absolutely. Will Snipes is a huge speaker, which is the summer camp we go to, and we met him there a few years ago. Yeah. And we've had him for our conference the last two years, actually. And this year, with the theme of Transformation Conference and it being our first year, we really want to focus on transformation in the sense of salvation. So yeah. Will did three sessions, and he talked about some really big church words in all three sessions. He talked about justification, sanctification, and glorification. Yeah. We, Raise your hand as you're listening to this podcast if you've heard all those church words. Fisher and I are raising our hands, but we want to see your guys' hands raised too. Just don't do it if you're on if you're driving right now because then you'll wreck your car. Yeah, please don't please don't wreck. Um but he did an incredible job of walking through the three parts of the Christian faith or walk mm -hmm. as we become a Christian at justification. We are being justified through Christ yeah. and his work on the cross and then sanctification, the lifelong process of becoming more like Christ as we are here on this earth. And then ultimately when Christ comes back or we meet him right. at death, we are glorified with him. And that is a day we're all waiting. And he did an incredible job of making that simple and easy for students to understand and really very practical as well to a part of their life as they went back to school this weekend and just went back home in general. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Fish, I think we got some shout outs to give though, because this was such a big weekend for so many people, especially for our volunteer base and our teams and stuff. So uh, what shout outs do we need to give for our transformation conference peeps? Yeah, there's a lot of shout outs we have to give because even though me and Grant do a lot of behind the scenes work, this weekend is put on by a ton of people who right. help us in so many different ways. Some of the ways that uh, we got help was a lot of parents helping transport people or church members just here to transport small groups back to their host home. Yep. Um, and that was a huge help because of so many students who came. Thank you, Jesus, that they came. And thank you, Jesus, for all of the people who helped and gave up their time to drive sweaty, nasty, probably smelling middle schoolers or high schoolers back oh, to yeah, their host homes. They were all stinky for sure. Um, I was stinky. Yeah. And then shout out to the host homes who hosted these people Yeah. Um, who hosted 20 to sometimes a group almost of 30 girls at their at their house that is insane to yeah. think about i don't know if the matsons are listening to this right now but kyle liz shout out to you guys for having like 22 11th grade girls in your house yeah absolutely insane um, i still probably would have taken that though as a host home over like even five middle school boys um so i'm hoping i'm hoping they showered uh for just for everybody's sake but uh fisher and i know that life all too well oh i had five eighth grade guys at my house and we played 
probably an hour of basketball after each night Amen. before we went home. Amen. And I did make them all shower, but my living room smelt so bad. I bet like, I just bet it smelled in like the, a locker room. It was amazing. Their shoes, amazing. Oh, yeah. It made me go back to my middle school days. But Absolutely. So shout out to the host homes, all those people who hosted those uh, high schoolers and middle schoolers this weekend. Um, another shout out is to all the people who helped financially uh, for students who couldn't make it this weekend, couldn't afford to come this weekend, even though the price isn't an extreme price we to look at, but right. uh, there are situations where students aren't able to do that. And there are many, many people who go to this church who helped fund those students to get there. And yeah. Thank some you of those guys. students saw some major life change, mm -hmm. um, even salvation. So that was huge. Yeah. And I think the biggest shout out goes to our small group leaders or the leaders who we have on a weekly basis here at Charity Students. They did Facts. so yeah. much stuff behind so the work, moving all the chairs, uh, hosting or being at the host home, staying up super late and just giving up their entire weekend to be with students, even though they have families, they have all the other stuff going on yeah. in normal life. So shout yeah. out to those guys. Um, God will reward you eventually one day, even though this weekend was a long one. So yeah, you got no reward from us, but one day you'll be rewarded in heaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So um, transformation conference ended and it ended on Sunday with you preaching. So how was that on Sunday for you? Man, that is always good. Always honored um, whenever Marty asks us to preach and teach. Obviously, that's a, um, you know, the pulpit drives the discipleship of this church. Yeah. And so uh, Marty thinks the opportunity for that. It was good. Um, I had a lot of people ask me, what's it like preaching after a weekend where you literally had no sleep virtually? Um, it's always great. You know, the spirit fills us for different tasks. We see that in the book of Acts. So yeah. I definitely think that my uh, preaching on Sunday was a spirit-filled moment, right? That there's no explanation for the amount of rest we had, the amount of time we had to prepare for that. But uh, luckily, just over the time, you prepare for it, you're ready for it, you're ready to go. And so it was good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the text that I was working through and all that good stuff. Yeah, I props to you for being able to preach. There would be no way. I was telling Tom at our lunch after, I was like, there, I, I would have passed out on stage trying to get up there and preach and you had so much energy I was for like, lack of sleep or like lack of water uh probably all okay probably all that's good i was just, it was just the weekend was coming to the end and i was just ready to lay down i'm like i don't know how this guy is up here that's fine so passionate right if now you, if you fell asleep in the sermon it'd be totally good i didn't fall asleep luckily were, i didn't you were too passionate oh, I okay couldn't, i couldn't fall asleep cool, cool. but um why uh you preached on mark 8 and the mm -hmm. cost of discipleship or the cost of following jesus Did, was there a specific reason why you chose that passage or yeah uh well i talked to marty a couple months before the weekend and i i said I, I know that a big drumbeat you're trying to hit here is discipleship and so mm. would you be cool with me preaching on mark 8 on the cost of following jesus right i think a lot of times in the church world we make following jesus seem like this very free and easy thing and it, and it is free right it's uh yeah. it's ephesians 2 8 right it's by grace you're saved or by uh, grace you're saved through faith and this is not of yourself so we know that salvation is a free gift from god but because of the tremendous cost that Christ paid on the cross of Calvary for us, we know that as disciples, those who claim to be claimed by Jesus, those who claim him as Lord, that there is this response that's required for them to uh, not only be a disciple, which would include things like being a part of the body of Christ and all that entails, um, reading our word, reading God's word, faithfully wanting to grow in our relationship with him, spending time in prayer. It sounds like all the church answers, but you and I know, Fish, that these are the ordinary means of God's grace that he's given us to grow. So 
being a disciple, growing in discipleship, but also, uh, you know, what Jesus says for us to do, which is to take on this costly commission, which is the title of the message that uh, we're, we're supposed to take this commission and not internalize it, but internalize it in such a way where it causes us to be external, right? Where we're sharing it, we're going forth with the gospel, we're sharing the good news of Jesus with others. If we really claim to love Jesus, then we would also, by default, love those who are perishing enough to right. share the gospel with them. Uh, right. One example would be, in my message I mentioned Andrew, one of the disciples, one of the apostles who had been crucified because of following Jesus. And it's crazy that on the cross, as he's dying, Andrew, he is preaching the gospel to those perishing below him. So to the people on the ground, it looks like he's perishing right. on the cross, but really he's looking at them and going, you guys are perishing. Yeah. You guys need to turn and repent and follow Christ. And I think that's a perfect illustration of what it looks like to be a disciple. It's the foolish things of the world, scripture says, mm. that God uses to uh, shame the the wise, right? Yeah. And so I think the gospel is an example of that. Obviously, us as disciples too. Right. Yeah, I love the message. I thought it was incredible. Very convicting. I love all of the, you just talked about it when you were talking about the apostles and early disciples and even some of those people in the early church who gave up their life in a way that we couldn't imagine. It wasn't just falling asleep and you were dead. You were giving up your life in these torturous ways for the cost of the, go- of the gospel, for the sake of the gospel. And uh, it's just a reminder of how lax we are, the freedoms we have, thankfully, in the United States that sometimes, though, cause us to forget yeah, what the gospel causes uh, or calls us how to live and calls us to do. Yeah. And uh, that's a great reminder. I have some guys had a disciple on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and a lot. Last week or this week, we were talking about your message, and they were like, I I was so convicted of just not being able to share the gospel to people that I know yeah. um, on a normal basis. And these people like William Tyndale or the couple that you talked about who were sharing the gospel with those native people. Yeah, the Elliots. Yeah, the Elliots. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these people would give up their lives for people to hear the gospel for just one time, you know, yeah. and just that cost that they were willing to give. So it was a great message. I loved it. Um, any like final words on that that you would want to give to the people who are listening, maybe some extra application or something like that? Yeah, I think if there is an application, and I'll, I'll say this in just a minute or so because we only have a couple minutes left in the in the podcast. Um, I think the one application that I would give is, is, is opposite as this sounds or you may expect to hear from a pastor. Um, consider the cost of following Jesus. You know, there's that parable where he's talking about who of you considering to go out and build a tower doesn't consider the cost of all the materials before he goes to build it. What an application that is for the American church. Yeah. And oh, those who, you know, I'm air quoting, we claim to be Christians. And yet when you look at the fruit in our life, we're not taking on the cost of the commission, but all the comforts that come with claiming Jesus again as our air quotes savior, but there's no lordship accompanied with mm-hmm. that. So I think my biggest application would be if you really want to follow Jesus, if you really want to be a disciple, then you must do what Mark says in the text that Jesus says. Mark writes it down. You have to deny yourself, which is to say you don't want what you want. You want what Christ wants. Yeah. You have to take up your cross, which is a, a maiming a literal death for you because of your faith in Jesus Christ. Um, what a blessed thing that would be. Mm-hmm. And then three, that you would uh, follow him, right? Take up your cross and follow me. So I'm not self-led. I'm led by Christ. I want to go where he goes. I want to follow him where he's asking me to go. So I think that would be the application of the message is, man, count the cost. This is a lot bigger than we think it is. Count the cost 
of what it means to follow Jesus. But um, I, I do want to pray um, just as we close here, and then Fisher's going to give us a, a, just a few shout outs of some stuff coming soon. But I do want to pray for what happened this weekend to stick. There's a lot of conversation right now in Christendom about revival and, uh, you know, what's happening in Kentucky and other places yeah. are these genuine revivals. And I think revival is not something you can tell in a few days. I think revival takes decades. I, I heard right. one commentator yeah. say it takes decades to know if this was genuine or if this was just a emotional movement. And so not saying anything about about any movement specifically that you guys might see in the news. But I think we do need to see deck over times of decades, uh, years and years and years. Is this truly revival in the sense that it's stuck in the fruit that we see from it? So I want to pray for what ho- happened this past weekend, that hopefully what happened in our students' lives, what happened in the church's lives, and what happened on Sunday morning would be something that sticks with us far beyond this weekend. So let's go before the Lord and pray. And then, uh, Fisher, I know you have a couple things that you want to let us know as we conclude. Father, we thank you for this weekend. God, we come before you in prayer because we know that it is not by our own efforts or self-will that we will see lives change. Um, God, as Paul prays in 1 Corinthians 2, that it's not by our persuasive speech or eloquent words, but by a demonstration of your Spirit's power. So God, we pray that your Spirit would be working and moving in and amongst our church and through our people. God, that what happened at Transformation Conference would not just be an emotional high, but would be something that creates momentum in the lives of students, uh, these other pastors, their churches, and their ministries, God, that we might see a radical movement for the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter what it costs us. Uh, we thank you for your word, God, that what we looked at Sunday morning is true of all of us who, who claim to be um, under the lordship of Jesus, that we are to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow you. God, I pray that our lives would not be marked by uh, what you say in the text in verse 36, that um, those who are trying to gain the whole world are actually forfeiting their soul. Lord, would we not be Christians, quote-unquote Christians, who seek to gain the world and all that has to offer, and in doing so, we're forfeiting our very souls. But we would uh, give up our life, just like William Tyndale. We'd give up our life for Christ long before we die. And God, what amazing, radical, transformational fruit that we might see in our lives because of taking on that commission. So, Father, we thank you for the weekend. We thank you for all you did in our lives. And we thank you for everybody who's listening to this podcast, praying along with us, God, would this continue to be a prayer request in their life along with us. We love you. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, before we let all of you go, we do have one thing that we want to promote, and that is Fuge Camp. So we talked about Will, and we got him from Fuge Camp. We're going back to Fuge Camp this summer. So if you are a parent of a student who is in our ministry or goes to this church, we'd love to see them at Fuge Camp this summer. It'll be at Liberty University, where me and Grant went to college. So we know the place pretty well. And uh, that'll be July 17th through the 21st. It's a Monday to Friday, full week. Um, We like to tell the students that we just had the best weekend of the entire year at Transformation Conference, and Fuge is the best week of the entire year. Um, It's basically a a long, prolonged uh, Transformation Conference that students get to be a part of. I love what you said last night. It's like like conference on steroids. Yeah, it's conference on steroids. Yeah, it's a budget that we don't have here at Charity for a longer time, so it's it's even better. Yeah, well, how much does it cost, Fish, and how can parents get their students signed up? Currently, it's just a $75 deposit, and that'll just have to be in by April 26th to secure the spot, and you want to do that because there's a limited amount of spots that we have already. What is the final price? The final cost is three twenty nine, but that won't be due until um, 
late June. And that right. 75 is included in that, so it'd Perfect. be 200 something. Perfect. Um, but how can they sign up? Yeah, all you have to do is you can go to the charity.church website, our church website. You can sign up there at events, or you can go to our Instagram and I believe Facebook as well in that link of the charity students profile. You can go to that link and sign up there as well, I believe. So that is all we have, I believe. Yeah. So parents, get your kids signed up. We'd love to have them there. Um, And uh, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Charity Church Podcast. We will sign off and see you guys soon.